money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because it's just you and I in the studio today. I know. Otherwise, if I wasn't ready to talk money, you'd be talking on your own. And I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to hear me go on my own yeah, for a half an hour. Everyone says you have a nice radio voice, so you could lull us all to sleep. I do not want to lull <laughs> you to sleep. That is not my... If that was the case, I'd, you know sing a crooning song or something so <laughs> anyways if you haven't figured it out uh, you are listening to the show where we talk around <laughs> the hard issues of around money i'm here with my wife reb my name's dave if you'd like to see some archive or listen to some archive shows then you can get them on more than enough.ca chri.ca we are on iTunes and TuneIn and Google Play in podcast form. So on any of those, please feel free to leave ratings. We love the ratings. Um, and that just helps, of course, bring us up in the, in the uh, whatever the ratings are in the different formats. So today, I'm pretty excited because we get to really talk about <laughs> the practical, core practical part of, no. of of getting out of debt, dealing with debt. Um, I know sometimes we talk about the hard issues so much, we don't actually tell people how to get out of debt. So today's the how to get out of debt show. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, you know, I'm typically the practical guy. So, you know, know, I like to get my I little know. practical in. Well, but this now can we, be, you can do it all on your own then. It's all the no, practical. No, <laughs> they, they want it. I know. You. How about you do the scripture verse though? Okay. Well, I'll do the scripture verse. I mean, to, to set the stage around the scripture verse, Really, the big issue around debt is um, to commit to to want to avoid it, to want to get out of it, to want to recognize that debt is not a sin, but it is a burden. And often when we want to accomplish something, we and, and I'll use the example of a house because I think I'm going to use that example a few more times today. But the idea of if I want to buy a house and I have all this debt that I that I am already carrying, then, uh, well, I can't really buy a house because I don't have any money to purchase it because I've I've got all this debt, and so getting rid of debt actually helps in the sense set the stage for less stress. I'm also Dutch, and I hate giving money away to I people know, that don't it's earn your, it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I call know, me so, crazy. Some of us, yeah, don't have that same like. Interest is debt that money that the banks don't earn. They, I know, you know, I it's know. it's money that you're giving away and you're not really getting anything in return. And it, so that's the way I view it, anyways. I know. So, so, okay. so when I look at interest, I go, oh, that's just you know, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars or so. You agree with this with uh, Solomon then, who wrote this next verse that you're going to share? Sure, Proverbs six. In fact, Proverbs six. The uh, we're going to read the first five verses. Well, actually, I'm going to sneak into the, the, the verse six if I can. But it says, my son, if you put up security for your neighbor um, or entered into an agreement with a stranger, you have trapped uh, you have been trapped by the words of your lips and ensnared by the words of your mouth. 
Do this, my son, and free yourself, for you have put yourself in your neighbor's power. Go humbly yourself and plead with your neighbor. Don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Escape like a gazelle from a hunter, like a bird from a fowler's trap. Go to the ant, and, and it says, go to the ant, you slacker, and observe its ways and become wise. And mine's, I think... Mine says sluggard. Okay, sluggard, like slackard. <laughs> uh, the point is, is that, you know, recognizing that in the culture of debt that we live in right now, where everything is essentially financially pushing us to spend more than we make. doesn't matter how much we make. The entire culture, um, when we talk finances, is really there, there's this, in a sense, end goal, this pressure to get you to spend more money right, than you make. Right, because it keep well, it and the, the marketers aren't asking you to spend more than you make. They're just asking you to spend money on more stuff. Really, that's what they're sure. that's what they're asking. And because we don't have the money and we for all kinds of reasons, like we've talked on all the radio shows beforehand, mm -hmm. why we end up doing it. I mean, Dave always says it's like, why do we spend money uh, that yep. we don't have? Like, it just doesn't like it. It's really not logical. No one sets out thinking, oh, yeah, I want to be so many dollars in debt by the time I'm 65. I mean, nobody sets out to do that. But what we're coming to understand is if we don't set out not to do it, we're going to find ourselves in our culture uh, just slipping into debt. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, debt's a burden. It slows us down. I mean, if, if you really want to become aware of how much uh, you know, it's it's not that difficult a, a a calculation to look at. Okay, so how much how much interest am I paying on all of the debt that I'm carrying over the course of a month? And go, oh, I'm not really happy with giving that much money away a month to the banks or to the financial institutions. But, but I th okay, this is an aside. But I was just thinking in the in the short term, mm -hmm. if I think, oh, I could have this opportunity if I go in debt for it, mm -hmm. and I'll just pay it back at a future date. Right. The, the cost in the moment is like, oh, well, I wouldn't have that opportunity. I'd be stuck at home. Right. But this access to debt is allowing me to go do it. Now, you would say that's that's okay if you have a plan to pay it off. Maybe you wouldn't say it's okay, but well, but often that debt just gets absorbed into more debt, and it, it because we're not making intentional plans to pay it off. So yes, yeah, sometimes we have to say if we know we're bad with debt and it's dangerous, we have to say no. We have mm -hmm. to stay home, mm -hmm. and I'm really realizing that for myself. Like, but we but we all feel this this constant pressure in our culture and our society that we can do it all. Right. That the kids can be in all the sports that they want to be in, that we can go and, and have date nights every Friday night. That, I mean, that we can do all of these things. And, and we won't even go into that tonight, today about, you know, there's also a debt around time. We are so frantic and, and trying to figure out how we can squeeze more into our calendars. In the same way, we're doing that with our finances and we're not living with any margin financially. We're not living, uh, you know, when, when an opportunity comes up, we haven't even given ourselves enough time to save for right. those opportunities. And so we have no choice. If I want to take advantage of this opportunity, I guess I will have to go into debt. And then we don't even really count the cost. 
we just look at, can I afford the monthly payment? And we don't actually go, well, what is the interest cost? If I'm going to you know, buy this car and uh, in the end, it's going to cost me you know, $8,000 worth of, of interest over the, the 82 months that I am going to finance this car, then uh, am I okay with paying an extra $8,000 for a car I thought oh, I was paying yeah. 20000 for? I know we don't. Yes we, or no. Well, that, and that is one of the, the things that we want to talk about this morning is becoming so financially aware of where you're at, what things are really costing. And that's one way that we will deliver ourselves like a gazelle from the hand of the of the hunter to reference those those Mm -hmm. words we will we will be when you start becoming aware and it starts bugging you that you're paying the interest then you're going to stop wanting like going into debt for it but i think one of the things that i david and i go through you know you 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 stop talking about money for a season or you and you just you know, spend money or you're on holidays and you just spend and, and you know you're not talking about it and you think, oh, we'll just deal with it later. But but you got to keep in touch. you got to keep in touch with yourself and with your spouse and with what's happening with your finances because it's a currency. Money always ebbs and flows. I mean, some of you may be out there and have the great luxury of having a, a a secure, I'll say in quotes, job with, you know, benefits and retirement and all of that, um, that is becoming less and less a reality for the generations to come. And, you know, it's great that you can find yourself there, but many, many people don't. And, and salaries fluctuate because jobs fluctuate. And, and I think, you know, if there's a goal or an overarching goal to, to, to continue to, to reach for it is that it's that we need to to consistently live on less than we make and that it doesn't matter what what standard that is at because as we go through life that actually might change i mean again you're a young couple it's dual income no kids live on less than you make what does that look like? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect opportunity for us that are a little bit older that wish we could go back maybe and say boy I think about all the the crazy things that we did when we were dual income, no kid. If we had just taken some of that money and set it aside and let compound interest do its thing, we would have been so much further ahead in our savings now. Well, Mm. you can't go backwards, right? But then you life goes on and then you start having children and then you're a single income with children or maybe you're you're one and a half incomes because you've got childcare and, and, you know, all of those things that play out. And And for a few years, you have to ask yourself, you know, am I going to work to pay for the daycare because down the road I'm going to keep my job? You know, it's just a few years before I put them in school or, you know, there's so many questions and it can be an overwhelming, like even this discussion can be overwhelming with the opportunities and the options and um, the decisions that have to be made and the intentional life choices mm-hmm. that we have to make. And Dave and I love the word intentional, but Dave and I both get tired of being intentional sometimes. <laughs> we flip the switch off, uh, don't be fooled, because you just get tired and you just don't want to be intentional. But one theme that keeps coming up in this season, uh, more than enough of and and in my writing that I do and in our conversations on the radio is this. If we're not intentional and we don't do anything, we will slip uh, into the into the atmosphere around us. 
um, if we're not feeding the spirit of God, if we're not feeding that the life choices that God wants us to make, we're going to slip so easily into the life choices uh, that others are making. Mm-hmm. So someone will say, you know what? Uh, let's go out for dinner. Well, for, for us to go out for dinner, you know, that's two of us or maybe the five of us or the seven of us, depending on if our, all our kids are coming. And, uh, do we, do we say no? We just can't afford it. Or how are we going to, this is important. This is a, a, a valuable thing that someone's asking us to do. So how are we going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Or are we just obliviously putting it on our MasterCard or Visa or whatever? And, you know, oh, we'll deal with it later. And sometimes we will deal with it later, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just don't. And I think just that intentional, let's make a life choice. Let's say, no, this isn't important. So we're not going to go spend money on that because we've just spent it in all kinds of other places. And I think that's when we started with the Proverbs 6 verse, you know, especially that verse 5, escape like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, right? I mean, that picture just gives such a, a a determination and intentionality. The gazelle isn't just standing there in the field. Well, I th- let's just see if the hunter sees me, right? You know, like, <laughs> hmm, let's, let's, maybe I'll just, you know, saunter uh, through, you know. No, he's like, you know what? The hunter's here. I know it. I can smell it. And I am out of here. Yeah, the white running. tail goes up and he is I, leaping you know, and dodging. Well, and, that's interesting because it's like a, he smells it. Mm-hmm. Like he smells the, the human's from afar off and he's like I'm not going near over there or I'm running or whatever that's a very interesting thing and do we do the same thing when it comes to debt and I can't say I do and and those verses are are, are desperation verses you know he says you know humble yourself plead with your neighbor don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids like a bird from a fowler's trap again if that may not be a picture that you have actually experienced but when a bird is caught in a trap there's desperation there they are trying everything they can to get out of the Mm -hmm. trap so that they can get they know they're in bondage they know that they've been ensnared and they're doing anything that they can to get out uh, and and move on you know i lately when we've done these radio shows i just i all these words just speak to my heart. And I'm thinking, I, I just haven't hated debt that much, I don't think. And I don't know if anyone's out there listening thinking, man, I have not wanted to get out of debt like that. I mean, some people, some people like you, Dave, are just like naturally averse to debt or, or have thought about it a lot. But some of us haven't. And to hear it put like that is quite, quite a profound thing that we would be so averse to debt that we would just run Mm -hmm. and flee. Mm -hmm. But um, let's get back to some of the practical things because we said we'd be practical today. So, But this is practical. I know, I know. We don't want to scoot over this part because the reality is, is that this is what drives you to go, you know what, it, for me, it's about just plain old wasting money. I I could think of a hundred better things to do than to give the bank financial financial interest. But once we know that there are people out there who who don't like it either and who Mm -hmm. find themselves in situations that it's hard. And we don't want to give the impression that we have some high and mighty way of doing it. We think it's all easy. It's 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 not. not. It's not easy. And and so there are some things that we want to help 
people and ourselves with, um, you know, you by getting intentional and you become aware of your finances and how do we get aware of what is coming in and coming out? What do we do to get become aware of that at least? What do we do? So, I mean, there are a number of ways, but I am, again, I like to go to the simple things. So, you know, one of them is, is if you are at the place where you simply, I have no idea, math, the, the, the in and out of all of the, the financial stuff is just a mystery to me. And, just, <laughs> and, and give yourself some grace because, you know what, the, it is very confusing. I mean, again, one of the things that we experience and we see over and over and over again is, is how disconnected we come from our actual right. ins and outs. None of us or very few of us are actually getting paid the cash for the job that we do, that the cash gets placed in our hand, and then we can actually allocate that cash to the different things that we do. That doesn't happen anymore. It's all electronic. It goes into our bank account. It comes out of our bank account. So we need to use the the tools that we have available to help us reconnect with our, our bank accounts, with the money that's right. going in So you're in saying that out. people get paid directly into their bank account. Then they're not touching their cash. And we have debit and mm-hmm. our visa, but we're not touching cash anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I have I, I did do a, a, a great blog on how paying with cash actually hurts Mm -hmm. and that's you can go find it on our website um and uh, rebel put the link on the the show notes so you'll put the show link in the show notes so that we can do that Uh, and then the you know the reality is is the simple way to be able to to actually um shall i say figure that out is just to track your expenses just start at the next pay period and say okay my paycheck has come in and I'm going to spend it on paper before I spend it in reality. And so sit down, the top of the page, put income in, and then just what are you going to spend the money on this pay period? And when you do that, you become aware, a little bit more aware. We, we call that financial awareness creates empowerment or F-A-C-E. And that's what we really want to do. We want to become empowered to say, listen, I'm going to actually plan what I spend and then I'm going to go out and spend, spend what, what I, I plan. plan. I know some of your coaching clients are like, oh, I hear Dave in my head, plan what you spend and spend what you plan. I sometimes hear it in my head too. <laughs> sometimes you hear it out loud. Sometimes you <laughs> Because yeah, I'm, I'm saying, saying it to it myself <laughs> too. And it's not just you, you know, it's not. It, so, so once you track it and once you create that spending plan um, and you can do it I mean, we can help you at more than enough. That's part of what of we do. But um, there's lots of tools online. But and we we advise uh, an eight week spending plan ahead. Um, that's what we like. That's what we personally like to use four or eight weeks. But you find out what works for you. But you spend, you plan what's in the next eight weeks because every season has different expenses, right? Mm-hmm. There's different expenses in the spring, from the summer, from school when school starts. Then you got Christmas. So there's different things that come up. And if you can plan in eight weeks segments, then you're then there's a little more flex. We've we've just found that most people can think two months in advance right and and pretty clearly i know what our family's doing i know what events are happening right. i i know pretty clearly in detail what's going to happen in the next two months and so 
that's great for your, your spending plan because we need that detail. And then I know there's a few things further out. There's a few things that are eight months or, or sorry, six months or four months out that you're like, okay, oh, so-and-so is getting married in the fall or, right. or you know, Christmas comes every December, you know, yeah, it's it's six months away. it's not an emergency, away. we always you know, say. Christmas is not an emergency. Whatever it is, right? Yes. So recognizing that the, 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 the eight-week, two-month cycle is very detailed. It's we are going to plan what we spend in the next two months, and you can do that, um, right? And build some margin into the plan. And you, and part of building margin is when we get here to the point of the debt repayment, is finding cash that you can put on your debt. That's Correct. A, it's a that goes beyond just the minimum payments. So we often say in our financial fitness seminar, you're going to find three hundred dollars a month. If you can, if you can't, 200, you find any bit and you're going to start putting that extra money onto your, uh, onto your credit debt. Right. And, and even if it's, you know, um, I was once challenged to say, and, you know, Dave, you can, you can save $3 a day if it's something that's really important to you. And I went, yes, of course I can. That's a no brainer. I could save $3 a day. Well, $3 a day is $21 a week. That's $42. If you're paid biweekly, it's $42 biweekly. Actually turns into $1,000 a year if you extrapolate right. the math out. But to go, okay, if that's where you have to start is, is I'm going to save $3 a day and I'm going to transfer my $3 a day from my checking account to my visa account because I want to pay off the visa. Okay, then automate it, set it up, and make the transfer. If, if that's what it's going to take for you to live on less than, than you earn, then do it. The technology is there, which is great, and you can do it. $3 a day from my checking account to my visa account, and I start paying my visa down right away. And, and, we, and we, then you, t but before, we, I missed a step, before you, you have that $300 and you're putting it on your debt, we'd like you to build an emergency cushion with it. So you take up to three months and you put around $1,000 in an emergency cushion. And the emergency cushion is there so that you can go, um, when you have an emergency and go to that that thousand dollars is there instead of going to the credit, instead of going to your credit line, instead of using a Visa card. So think yeah. about this, right? So I've taken my three dollars a day, right, and I'm transferring it over, and I'm being diligent, and I'm I'm working it, and I and 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 one or two months goes by, and I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling the victory, and I'm seeing it go down, and then life happens. Right. The, the thing that I couldn't plan, the thing that I couldn't put into my spending plan, happens. Because it does, this is life, and you have nowhere else to go but the visa because you have, we don't have any cash margin. That's, a, that's just discouraging. It is That's just, oh, man, all that work that I just did over the last X number of weeks or months, and now it's gone because I don't have anywhere to go. That's the power of the emergency cushion. Right. That's what it is. And, and when it comes to the emergency cushion, we like to give it a timeline. As you said, three months. You need to build it up. Obviously, you don't want to have $10,000 sitting in a, in a account. Well, mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have 10000 sitting <laughs> in your emergency cushion. But while you have debt, it doesn't make sense to pay interest on your, your, your debt while you have a 0.1% interest accumulation mm -hmm. on your right. emergency cushion. So keep it small. Keep it you know, 1000 to $2,000 and build it quickly. 
And and the the reason to build it quickly is is we want to make sure that it gets there, it gets there quickly, so you can get on to paying off debt. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. Start with with the simple garage sale. You know, get rid of stuff. You know, get on Kijiji. Do uh, whatever it is to, to to build up that emergency build up that cushion. emergency cushion. Give yourself a three month timeline and say we're going to have X number of dollars in the bank account uh, in the next right. three months. And then you take that that three hundred. What you've been regularly building up whatever the number is and then you start putting that onto your credit cards right or your credit and you pick one at a time and we like we would we because money is emotional we always say pick the lowest card the the lowest balance balance first first because you'll get victory faster so it's it's so important that you build your emergency cushion and you get that in in that first three months and you're like woohoo it's it's only a woohoo if somebody you know is actually appreciates the woohoo, yes. right? Well, well, so, well, you call us and that you built absolutely, an emergency. We, say, we will we will woohoo with you. We, we will, will rejoice. So I've got my emergency cushion full, right? Yeah. And then we want you to gain another victory like that again. So when you're paying off the debt, that you go, okay. So my so first if it's debt, a visa, if it's a thousand dollar visa card, how long does it take you? It takes you a few months with that three hundred dollars, and you're paying them in. Minimum payments on all your credit cards already. Yeah, and and there's a couple of key things to say right here, right? First is is you have to commit to not spending any money on credit again, right? Right. So all of your credit cards that you have, you have to go. I got I got to live on the cash that's in my bank account, mm-hmm. which means I have to live on less than I make, which means I'm using my debit card or cash more. I'm not using any of my credit cards, right. and that's that's. That says, I say that so quickly here as, a, as an interjection, but the reality is, is that's That's a big commitment. That's, that's a, there, there's a lot to that. It is significant and commitment. So when we talk about debt repayment and we're doing it quickly because now we're winding mm-hmm. up at the end of the show, mm-hmm. but um, that is a huge piece sure. yeah, and, and not easy. And you might want to be accountable to somebody in it because the victory will only come if you stop putting stuff on credit. And I will say this, you heard me say it, and you've heard me say it lots of times in, in, as we do the show, but automation is your friend in this case. The minute you have to start doing some financial gymnastics and manipulating money every month to, to do that, that's not going to work because there's just too many tugs. Set your payment and, and set it at whatever you can. So again, if it's $300 a month, $200 a month, $100 a month, what $3 a day, whatever it is that you can automate and get that going into your Visa card um, and that you don't have to manage it. You will learn to live without it. Um, and you've got your emergency cushion to help for the times that you're like, oh, this broke. Oh, it's not a financial emergency anymore. I've got an emergency cushion and away we go. Yes. And once you use that emergency cushion up a little bit, you go, you stop paying down that $300 on your credit cards and you put it back into your emergency cushion and you go back to doing it. It, it, We've gone through it quite quickly this morning, but it is a system that works and has worked for many people whom we know. Uh, uh, and, and, and that's the real key. And and if we can end with that, you know, you can do it. it absolutely, yes, everybody it's can do it. It is absolutely possible. And, and the second thing, the math 
is the math is the math. Yes. When you work the math, the math works for you. Yes. And so you can say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to let my heart get involved in this. This is just simply math. And, and we can just set it, forget it, and watch the debt go away. Yes. Wow. Okay, there's lots, lots more we could say. Father, I thank you that you teach us. And I pray that for this quick, uh, these quick thoughts on paying down debt, that you would um, just instill in people that they walk with you and you're going to help them uh, in this process. Thank you, Father. And Lord, uh, I'll just end with that and say, hey, let's just look at the ant. Let's be diligent and let's get started today. If you need help, call More Than Enough. Uh, go to our website, morethanenough.ca. All the contact info is there. If you want to archive the shows uh, or listen to the archive shows, again, it's on uh, chri.ca and all of our podcasting tools as we add more and more to the tools. Thanks, and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.